Genre. Welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Return of the King one incredibly soft minute at a time. Yeah. I'm Norman Mitchell. <laughs> I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us today and all week is Travis Bowe from Real Comic Heroes. Hello. Hi. Hello there. Hello. Glad to have you here. Again. Again. It's been a while. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad to be here at the end of all things. Right? Uh, the wrap up of all things. Right. <laughs> In the middle of one of the multiple endings of all things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so today we're talking about minute 226, which starts with Aragorn placing a hand on Legolas's shoulder. He then says, thank you in Elvish as the fellowship score starts to play. Mm -hmm. And it ends with Aragorn looking at Arwen with his hand on her chin. It's very... It's so cute. Every Everyone <laughs> in this minute, except perhaps for Orlando Bloom, because I think he just always plays Legolas a little more detached from things mm. but he's he it, it's good it works in this minute overall because legolas is just like this moment isn't about me yeah he looks over his shoulder to show that elrond is behind him well i like his like sneaky little smile yeah he's just like <laughs> i brought you a present <laughs> yeah we got a surprise oh, good Lord. <laughs> oh my god i got something for you buddy oh my god no surprise <laughs> that's what it is like that's the look on his yeah. face absolutely uh, and we get this nice moment of you can see Alron and there's that the the elvish flag and just Arwen slowly moves it aside to peek out from behind it mm -hmm. while the score kind of changes. Is this a is this a score that we've heard before with Arwen? So. I don't think so either. This it's it feels very Rivendell to me. Yeah. But it's not it's not the Rivendell score. But it does have that kind of elven quality to it. It's different from the Lothlorien stuff to me. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think that both both uses of score in this minute and the sound mixing are both really, really good and add to the softness. Mm. So the way we can hear all mm -hmm. of Liv Tyler's breathing in the mixing. Yeah. I like that she's already, she's already welled up with tears as she walks towards him. And actually, so is Elrond. He's, he's about to lose it. And it, yeah. it always, I have to remember that elves are not Vulcans that they do have emotions and they do show emotions, but you know, Elrond plays it as if he's playing Spock, um, except for like moments like this. So it's, it, it, I have to remember like, oh yeah, they, they, you know, they're not just blank slates. So it's, mm -hmm. it's almost jarring to see Elrond on the verge of, of tears. And I think he says to, to Arwen, I think he says, go to him. Yeah. He says something, you know, uh, it just looks to me like he like go to him. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting that he would say that in like I don't know what would it be like Manish. Man, is that what it's called? Yeah, they, I think they call it Manish in the in Lord of the Rings. My instinct is just to say common because, because of D and D, &D, &D yeah. but like yeah, it's interesting that he would just say that not in Elfish. Yeah, yeah. You go even though at, as uh, Liv moves away from him the the kind of journey that Elrond goes through as a character here, Hugo Weaving plays really, really well for such a short bit of the movie. Yes. He's such a good actor. 
because there's like so much happening on his face yeah yeah i don't know this moment is this this minute is just full of all these very nuanced short little uh character moments just totally through facial expression Mm -hmm. and while that means that there's not uh a ton to talk about in the minute itself it's really it's really cool to watch it isolated in a minute in a minute like this and just see all the stuff going on Mm -hmm. yeah i the thing that struck me watching this it's so i know they they have to play with timeline a little bit with these movies and like this so this is a coronation scene which i have to imagine takes some time some prep work thing this isn't like the next day after uh you know the ring going into the the into mount doom like right. i imagine no. this is weeks later it has to be so, i imagine it probably takes about a week to move the army from minas tirith to the black gate in the first place mm, yeah so to me aragorn seeing uh arwen for the first time since i think since the last time i was on the elven daybed kind of scene with the two of them before oh my God, he leaves yeah. with, with the fellowship <laughs> yeah. um yeah. so to me he he's surprised to see her and I have to wonder, or why wouldn't, why, why does he, <laughs> why is this the first time he's seeing her? You know, if, if it was me, I would, I think I would be on my way to Rivendell the first chance I got to see how Arwen's doing, you know? Right. Cause the last but thing have, Elrond told he, him was Arwen is dying. Right. Right. So part of me is it this is a, a very beautiful moment, the two of them being reunited, but another part of me is like, what have you thought about Harwen between, you know, <laughs> the Black Gates and now? Um I, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Cause I was I was coming at it from like, oh, he he assumed that she went into the West, but like he saw Air uh Elrond in between the last time he saw her when in this now. movie yeah so which feels like yeah. a million years ago yeah but <laughs> and elrond was like yeah no she didn't leave and now she's dying right so right. that's never occurred to me before <laughs> because the moment just plays <laughs> so well yeah oh it does it does and i'm not saying that from a place of like how dare aragorn not go see her it's just right right if you, if you think about it too much about like like I said, prep work for a coronation, then it's like, well, if you've had this long to, to prepare for all this, then surely you could have gotten away. But I get that yeah, it, it plays as if it's uh, quickly, like things are moving quickly. Um, so there was no time to go to Rivendell and back and, and whatnot. But um, yeah. Yeah. Thinking yeah, about it too uh... much make, brings up questions, I guess. It has to have been multiple weeks, if not months, because like Frodo is nearly fully recovered. Yeah, yeah. When this is happening, my I would guess it's yeah. about a month. Because and plus he's got the the beardy beard. Yeah. He's got a full beard. It's well kept. It's yeah. not wild. I think his hair is even just a little bit longer. He's like acclimating to civilization, right? <laughs> the I think it's probably about a month. And some of that comes from later this week, we're going to get, uh, although the line is split in half, uh, Frodo saying it's 13 months to the day since mm. they, since Gandalf sent them on their journey mm-hmm. when he's, when they're back in the Shire. Yeah. They left in September. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. 
Someone's got a big pumpkin, so you know it's fall harvest right, time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so I imagine this is about a, this probably took about a month from ring destruction to coronation because mm. they cleaned up the city. They did all kinds of stuff. Right. They cleaned up Pelennor Fields, right. which was you know full of dead elephants. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> I can't imagine the process for cleaning that up, and I don't want to think about it no, too hard. No, no. Oh, man. But I, the only, I only have a few notes kind of from the commentary that I think are kind of interesting about what goes on here. So originally they filmed this, and they had forgot, uh, they'd forgotten to have Elrond in the scene with Arwen when she's kind of revealed. Oh, so they reshot no. it in pickups with Hugo Weaving and, and Liv Tyler together. Yeah. Because hmm. they had Elrond in kind of a different scene by himself like regarding everything but not in the in the shot where Liv sees Vigo for the like they see each other for the first time in the scene yeah which they felt was like really important as a character for Elrond that he should also be right there yeah. right yeah they also didn't like what they had done with his hair originally I guess so they they saw this as an opportunity to redo it <laughs> I like his little <laughs> uh his little two looped braids at the bottom of his hair in, this, hair too. in this moment he's both he's losing his daughter you know in in the way of like oh she's she's going to get married to this man but she he's also he's literally about to lose his daughter when you know because in a few years he'll be going um across the sea so yeah it's kind of his last one of his last moments with her but i think it's a it's tears of joy in a way Elrond must show up to meet the baby in a couple of years before he sails off into the West, sure. right? Oh my god, if I was Arwen, I'd be so mad. If he just, like, paced before it's, like... Just immediately after this. <laughs> well, technically, he's already seen her son, so... Yeah, right? that's yeah. true. <laughs> and so is she with that, that creepy, long count. stare. Yeah, yeah. Right? That doesn't count, Dad. <laughs> right? Future vision doesn't count as visiting your grandchildren. <laughs> you have to see the baby. Then there's a there's a design note from, uh, I think it, I can't remember I can't remember the name of this person that says it, um, but the, from the design commentary from the design commentary it's it, it's it's either Chris or Dan Hanna, um, they talk about how from a design standpoint they didn't want any elven crown to reach up above the head, mm. because they because that would make them feel like they're above the, their surroundings in some way, and that's not the feel they wanted from elven crowns. Interesting. They're Interesting. a part of the world, so they don't place themselves in a way above it. Plus, I think it would uh, compete with with Aragorn's pointy winged things. Yeah, and apparently, you can see the light through Liv's ears in this scene. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Which I had never noticed, but Richard Taylor points it out just at the very tips of her ears. Oh, yeah, you, totally you can, can see the light kind of shining through the like the gelatin of her. <laughs> Which I think oh, is kind I of funny, it, yeah. and I literally never would have noticed if Richard Taylor hadn't pointed it out. It's a flaw. It's like, oh, okay. Well. Yes, I know that you notice all of these, Richard Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, because I <laughs> never would. I'm not. I'm not focused on her ears as she approaches. Aragorn. Might Aragorn be, is. But <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. We've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. Ears. <laughs> uh, and uh, Orlando Bloom talks about playing Legolas across his time here. Uh, as though he's more a part of the fellowship than he is a part of the elven race at this point. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah. I think that's one thing I wish we would get with this ending is some hint towards a, a Gimli uh Legolas friendship continuing um kind of 
maybe adventures together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we don't have any moment with the two of them together. You know, right. we saw no. Gimli like last week when he is like handing Gandalf the crown and he's he's there kind of looking at Aragorn when he's crowned, but yeah, you, you don't get a, a little moment with the two of them side by side, which I, I feel like I need almost. Right? Yeah. I guess my headcanon for that would be them traveling to Rohan with Amr when he goes back. For yeah. Gimli to be excited about going through the glittering oh, the caves glittering of Legolas. Caves. Right. Yeah, because he's he like wouldn't shut up about that in the book. Right. <laughs> That's We'll go see your dumb caves. Right. <laughs> I think they Gimli brings dwarves to the glittering caves to mine them for a while. Yeah, I think so too. Post uh, after the story is told, In the, like appendices, yeah. adventures, and Legolas does all that with him. Okay, so I am obsessed with Arwen's outfit in hmm. this scene. Um, I like when she steps forward; it looks kind of white because I think of the the light and the filter. But like, it's actually like a really, really pale green which I think is really pretty because, you know, it's like the new spring of the, I don't know, whatever, yeah. age of men or whatever. Yeah. Um, I like her, like, butterfly headpiece thing. Um, and I will say that Aragorn looks good in profile. There you go. <laughs> he does not look good head on. But, like, the shot huh. where they're, like, both looking at each other in profile is, like, I don't know. It looks good. Yeah, it it, it looks better. He mm. doesn't look so good head on in this coronate with the with the crown and the beard and yeah. the, the hair the way it is. So I like quarter recant my previous statement from last week about <laughs> Aragorn this being like not good Aragorn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is not this is not peak. No, no, no. no. Far from it. <laughs> yeah. got the the got dress it. is really pretty. Yes. Uh they talk about in the in the design commentary that for all of these these dresses, unlike a lot of the other outfits in the movie, they only made one mm. because it was very time consuming compared to making other kinds of clothing. Right, because for the it's movie. like a gown. So they only made one, and well, it doesn't happen in this minute, but I guess when they embraced, they um, in in this this scene, they had brushed uh, Aragorn's armor with graphite to give it this kind of sheen that it has. <gasps> oh no! Did it ruin her dress? And it stained the dress. No. They had to have it like they had to clean it after filming this because oh, it had stained no. the dress oh i'm like recoiling in horror just thinking about that no like they <laughs> thought they had got all the graphite so they'd be fine yeah but i guess some of it had slipped into some of the cracks in this filigree yeah. and when they embraced it got puffed out and then someone on mm. set when it was just sitting there tried to kind of wipe it off and just spread it around the dress Smeared it. oh yeah. man oh no i'm just like oh that's kind of funny that's so sad no it's not <laughs> i mean awful. it is you know they cleaned it perfectly yeah, i'm sure yeah. But yeah, so all these all these dresses for these big scenes that the women wear are all one of a kind. I wish we got a better look at Eowyn's. Right? Especially because Miranda Otto is just like, this is the prettiest dress I wore. I wish I could have kept it. Yeah. I wanted to steal it. Yeah. But I love Arwen's too. Yeah. I like that uh, Aragorn takes this flag that she's carrying from her. Uh-huh. And then we don't see it again. And I like the idea that he just passes it off to he doesn't care who because right? <laughs> he, in this moment, it, the two of them are the only people here. So it's just, yeah. we'll see, I think in the next minute, uh, there's a lady off to the side. She is holding the flag, but I like that it doesn't, he, he doesn't care who uh, takes this flag. You know, he's just like, we don't 
you don't need to be holding this. I, I just need, you know, we need to embrace basically. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing between us. But... Nothing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. The way he grabs this flag, it's almost the way his shoulder kind of moves when the camera turns around to look at him. It's almost like he's just about to drop it. Right? He just doesn't he care. He just throws it. <laughs> yeah. He, just, he yeah. just kind of lets go of it and someone in the crowd obviously catches it. But it seems like he just moves it mm-hmm. to the side and lets it go. I don't care about this. But yeah, I don't really have any other kind of notes or anything to say about this. I do like that we get a shot of the back of this this crown that Arwen is wearing. I really like the how intricate the butterfly design really yes. is on the back oh, of it. Oh, it's so pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't see enough of like any of the elven like circlets or tiaras or anything mm-hmm. to get really good long looks at them. So it's nice to kind of see some of this. But yeah, I don't really I don't really have anything else for this minute. Uh, do you have anything else, Travis? Um, I, you guys, you guys probably already talked about, um, seeing red on, uh, Aragorn. He's got his little turtleneck and you can see it when he reaches his hand out. So Uh I don't need to go into that anymore, but it was something I, I looked for because I've been listening, you know, and, and hearing you guys talking about color red. So I couldn't remember seeing red on Aragorn in this scene, but I wasn't surprised that it is there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And finally, uh, Boromir's bracers kind of fit with the rest of his outfit for yep. <laughs> kind of for the first time in the uh, last two movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're a Gondorian style, so they don't fit with any of his right. ranger stuff. Yeah. But it is nice that he's also wearing them in the coronation scene. He wears them like we saw him like he's buried in them. I'm pretty yeah. sure he wears them forever. Yeah. The The detail on his sarcophagus is those bracers. Yes. Yes. I remember crying about that. I would have called you king. Mm. So yeah, that wraps up today's minute. Thanks for joining us, Travis. Mm -hmm. Where can our listeners find you uh, if they want to hear more from you? Yeah, I can be found over on Real Comic Heroes. It's my uh, comic book movie podcast where we go through a, a large list of movies in release order. So we started in 1951 with Superman and the Mole Men. And currently, as of this recording, we are, uh, we're in 1993. We just did Jurassic Park. Um, what else? Nice. Yeah. So, yeah, so check that out. It's Real Comic Heroes, real with two E's. And uh, we have a lot of fun over there. So, I, I had a lot of fun guessing on your Akira episode. So, yes. Yeah, so we'll be back tomorrow to keep talking about this week. But in the meantime, if you head to duelinggenre.com, you can find the backlog of all the different dueling genre podcasts. And if you'd like to support us, you can head to duelinggenre.com slash support to lend us your support on Patreon. I just said support way too many times in that sentence. It's okay, support. For as little as $1 <laughs> a month, you get access to Scott Pilgrim versus The Minute. And then the tiers kind of step up from there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll be back tomorrow. Bye. Bye.
genre.